Well, hello. Welcome to this episode of LARPing Live. I'm your host, Risky Krisky, recorded as always from the local Mantres Bar and Grill. I'm in the second stall from the left, as you can smell. Had a big-ass word of carnitas earlier, and if you could bring some matches in here, that'd be excellent. On with the show. What's up? It's just going to be us today. Hope that's all right. Don't have any other guests here, but just a little uh, one-on-one time. Maybe you got your friend or significant other there with you and they're listening too, which is pretty cool. But uh, I'm just going to give you a little insight, kind of maybe a little pouring out of the emotion of the Krisky heart here for you. Now, while I'm thinking about it and before we get into the the uh, main content here. I just want to give you guys some shout-outs. I've had a lot of y'all reach out to me, both in email and over on Instagram, in relation to the podcast. I'm also following some other podcasts on so, uh, alternate media, such as Telegram, and I've had people reach out to me over there. And that's that's really cool. That, that uh, content, getting out to guys cross-platform, and I don't really have a way to advertise this, and it's just getting shared by word of mouth and people searching out for the tags that I'm putting in these on the, the back end to try to get you guys uh, to make it visible to you all. Um, that means a lot to me. I've, to date, made like $7 that I haven't claimed <laughs> from podcasting. But hey, that's before taxes, right? Before they steal it. And then, uh, yeah, we'll just let that sit for a while. I'll keep you guys informed, though. This is transparent. Uh, y'all are along for the ride. I appreciate it. I got a lot of viewers in the United States, most of them here. I got a lot in Canada, um, the Philippines, and Great Britain. It's kind of wild. Like 6% of y'all are women, or at least you just put that as, as far as like your profile. Most of y'all are listening on Spotify. Like three out of four of you are on Spotify listening to this. Uh, a majority of the rest is Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to somewhere else, let me know. Or if you, you listen to podcasts elsewhere and you want this simulcast there, it's fairly simple for me to just press a button and create an account, and it will automatically upload it there. Sort of like my YouTube videos onto Rumble. I don't have a whole lot of viewers over there, but I don't add anything. I put zero effort into Rumble. It just literally mirrors my YouTube account. So go over there and give it some love or don't. It doesn't matter. I'm just letting you know if I get off of YouTube, it'll be over that way. So I appreciate you guys. And I want to give you all good content. So I don't want to come out with them, the bullshit repeats of what everyone else is saying. And that's why I'm giving you this one. Maybe it's too soon. I just released one with undisclosed individual number one earlier today. I might release this one tonight. I might just wait until the morning. I don't know. But what's on my heart is kids and pain and suffering and then their families that are left and then the first responders that have to help clean up the mess and my heart is aching for them I'm praying about it constantly like throughout the day today this is I don't know why but today it's hitting me harder than ever it enraged me to the point 
I was just in the car and I was listening to, <clears throat> I don't know the guy's name. Is it Withers? Maybe is his last name. Ain't No Sunshine. Type that in on your iPhone and Apple Music or on YouTube. Ain't No Sunshine. And I was thinking about it and I'm a musician for, for fun as well. I play the guitar and I learned to play that song a long time ago when I heard John Mayer play it live. There's, you look up him on YouTube, John Mayer, Ain't No Sunshine, and get buckle up for safety because he's about to blow your fucking doors off with some electric guitar work, and it's amazing. So I know, and I learned, how, I, I learned to play that solo, so I know that song very intimately, and I'd never thought about the lyrics until today. And it ties in directly to the motivation of what I do, and I didn't realize it for what it was. I didn't realize to what extent it, it is taking hold of my life. I would say it's a healthy obsession, if you will. Listen to the lyrics to that song. Realize what, what is he talking about he's, when someone's missing. He's all alone and it's, the house isn't a, a home when they're gone. And of course, he's probably talking about... I didn't look up the lyrics. I just know the song. I, didn't, I, I assume it's like a lover or something like that, which directly still applies to this, but... I think about my little daughter. I think about the kids. I think about how everyone that is involved in that situation, even if they just glimpsed a side of something from a distance, will forever be affected by that. And the closer you get to that individual, as far as their life, and knowing them while they were alive. The, the more horrendous the effects are on you. So I think about how could I not, having seen things, children, dead children, trying to bring them back to life, seeing mutilated kids in car accidents, younger people shot up, unable to do anything, trying to, getting tricked, bringing them back, them dying again, maybe not knowing about it for a few days. That's a rough one. You get them back. Hey, it wasn't for naught. We did everything. We got them back. And then they die later on in the hospital. <clears throat> or the ones you don't even know about until a year later or something like that. I know that's kind of off on a little rant, making it a little personal, but Everyone is so greatly affected. And the reason I'm so driven to, to give you this information is because I'm, I'm immediately drawn to what I do when I go and I'm LARPing in the woods. I'm LARPing in the woods with weight on my back. I'm going to the, to the trails around here, the public trails. I might not bring a rifle with me because it's not, you know, the sign says you can't, Right? So take that for what it is, fucking whoever's listening to this. But I'm out there with weight. And sometimes it's really difficult. Sometimes you don't want to go out there. Because it's like, I'm not, I'm not an active dude. I'm just a guy. Why do I need to do that? Why do I need to kill myself with a rucksack on, ruck running? It's not so I can pass people and then be like, oh, look, that's impressive. No. It's because, you know, it's in my mind. I got AirPods on. I'm listening to Ain't No Sunshine. 
and I'm thinking about my little girl and I'm thinking about how I couldn't make it there because I was too out of shape. How I got shot, you know, I get shot in the legs. She's in the school. I, I take some round. Am I going to, am I going to give up? No, it's my girl. It's my boy. It's my baby. It's, and as, as an ex firefighter, that's your baby. And here's when it got really upsetting to me. Now, I heard that, I heard that, um, I started thinking that way a long time ago when I heard a Joe Rogan podcast, and he's talked about that was some of his motivation is I, I have to get to my kid. <clears throat> and when you have a child, that's another motivation level that when you don't have kids, you cannot fathom. And I'll tell you that as a God honest truth. When you have that little one and you have also experienced and seen evil in the world firsthand, so you know it really exists, you cannot help but put their faces on what you have seen. And when you realize that this shit can go down anywhere at any time, much less the greater LARPing reason we're out there, right, for the crazy, crazy SHTF thing, but I'm talking just let's talk school shooting and like shit like that. It can happen anywhere at any time. I have to be ready. I have to be able to go harder than anyone else. I have to be the warrior in the garden. And not just the warrior, I have to be the best warrior. Because if I don't and something happens, you're not going to be able to live with yourself if you couldn't perform. You will not be able to live with yourself. You will be haunted for the rest of your life if you're that guy or that gal that sits outside the school. Now, let me caveat this real fast because I was quick. I'm a, I'm a sinner, right? I'm a hypocrite for this. I'm quick to judge, and I know I shouldn't. I read the Bible. Well, I need to read the Bible more, but I know it says it in there. So that's on me. I could be wrong about a lot of this. It could be incorrect reports. So let me just go ahead and say I am jumping the gun by making some of these sort of conclusions that y'all are probably making yourself, but I'm doing it publicly on this platform. So if I'm wrong, right, that's on me, and I will take that. However, it appears that a lot of people stood by while, while innocent babies were being shot in the head and face. Now, I want I say that because that's a brutal fucking realization. Oh, that's that's the it is so it made me I was I you know, I'm going to say this. I started fucking screaming in the car, man, screaming, warrior, yelling, raging a couple times when it hit me that if I was there and you and my kids inside there, you're not fucking stopping me. And then I said to myself, you're going to have to kill me to stop me from getting in there to protect them. And then I thought, that's not acceptable because, because they're still in there even if I die trying. I have to succeed. I have to succeed. It is a microcosm of what will happen someday in our lifetime or our kids' lifetime, probably. The odds are not in our favor. When you go into a mass shooting to save people or kill the shooter, you will probably die. The odds are not in your favor. You have to train to impossible odds. You have to want it so bad, it consumes you. 
You have to be the best. Otherwise, if that unfortunate moment happens, you will succeed because you have thought of every possible outcome in every possible scenario and you have learned to adapt. And if it's something that you can't see coming or they get the jump, you react in a way that is by default and that you have the physical skill and capability and mindset to execute anytime, anywhere, because it can happen anytime, anywhere. You have to conceal carry your firearm. Let me say this. I'm not a lawyer, you fucks who are listening. So this is not legal advice. If you're doing this to hem me up or catch me doing something illegal, because I'm not. So fucking sign off if that's you. This ain't for you, bro. You have to carry all the time. The places, and I'm not advising you to to do anything illegal. I'm saying the places these kids and people are getting shot up as gun-free zones. And then you got you got people saying we're gonna we need to take the guns. We need and meanwhile there's what are they trusting in? The police to protect them. Meanwhile, in New York, they're saying the police don't have the obligation to or the right you don't have the right for them to go into danger to protect you or some again, read it for yourself. Search it. It came out today. And then you have the shooting in which they took an, like 40 minutes or something like that. You're not stopping me from getting my child to safety. You're, and you're not going to kill me in the process. Because, and, and some of you are going to say, man, he sounds really like uh, he's going in this blind, right? He's letting his emotion lead. I'm letting my emotion fly here. But I am telling you, when you train to the highest level and you go with this with the mindset of I have to be better than everyone else out there so that I have the best chance of protecting my family if something goes down. If you train to that level, you will understand and have the mindset and situational awareness to understand that, hey, they're detaining fucking parents up here that are getting agitated that their kids are getting killed. So maybe that's not the route to take if you want to go save your kids. See what I'm getting at? You have to MacGyver mindset, be smarter than fucking everyone else because the people that are protecting you are not that smart. They're not that smart. The weak sheep Pussies want your guns because they're afraid that you're going to do something because they're brainwashed. You're not, you haven't done anything. You don't want your kids dying. Obviously, that goes into the whole, you're giving other people security of charge of your children when they're at school. I know people have to work, but I'm saying my kids will never go to public school ever, ever. It's not happening. I don't know what that means. What I have to do, it just means they're not going to public school. I'll figure it out as I go. Worst case, and I'll pray about it, and God will allow the right thing to come into our life or the Spirit will direct me because I'm not going to do something outlandish. I'm not going to do something that prevents them from having social interactions. That's not how this works. Thankfully, y'all listen to this know that. But off the fucking ADD rant there, I'm... I, it enraged me in my car to the point where I had the ah, ah, fucking scream. I'm doing it quietly because I had to get away from the wind in my backyard and I'm, my garage door's open. I'm pacing in my garage. So I don't want my neighbors totally thinking I'm fucking crazy. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I might be obsessed with it. I might be obsessed with understanding how to do room clearing single man cqb 
stopping the bleed, understanding how to survive in the wilderness, understanding how, how to get and escape situations, how to get in and out of places. God uses your experiences to help guide you in your decision-making. Trust those experiences that you've had. And if you haven't had any, that's, this is the sign to go have experiences. Go do things that are difficult and dangerous. I'm not saying do bad, like illegal stuff. I'm saying go do, like... <clears throat> the police didn't go in... Or I don't, oh, Maybe I'm mischaracterizing who they, I don't know if it was the police or the sheriff's department or both. I think it was the police, bear with me, in, uh, in Texas here recently that didn't go in. I would, I would, and this, let me say this, we would collectively as, as firefighters. I, I think I speak for most firefighters here, most real firefighters. We would trade burning alive for your family. We would do that. That's, and I'm, I'm, I'm about to, I'm tearing up here just thinking about it because I'm not a firefighter anymore, but I was. And those guys, let me be real with you. Do firefighters not go into the fire because they're afraid of getting burned up? Or do they die trying to find you? You know what I'm saying? They'll die finding you. We'll die finding you. We'll die finding our own. You can't stop us. That's not allowed. You're, the World Trade Centers fall on top of you. And you're that one guy in the rubble. We have to find you. We will find you. Or we'll die trying. And the train of men behind us will find you still. And they'll bring you back. So when I see armed Officers with long guns and plate carriers on and armor. I know enough about tactics to understand that they teach. You have to go in. You ha- it's time. You have to run in. You run to the sound of guns. You run to the sound of guns. You make tactical decisions along the way. You understand the choke points and the long points in which you don't want to get caught up running without bounding cover. Right? As you use your tactical awareness to hear and use the reports of somebody said there was one shooter. Oh, it was this guy. Oh, it was that fucking dude who got bullied all the time. He's wearing a hockey jersey or whatever. And you, all reports assume it's one guy. Now, I'm, this is like fictional here, but bear with me. One guy in a hockey jersey has like an AK 47 and he's shooting up the school. And you're the first responding person or cop or you're the, you're the veteran that they have, that the private school has paid to sit there in Florida and guard the school. Everyone's seen that on social media floating around recently, that guy, right? And you're, and you're the, like a guy like him or something. You hear the gunshots in the next course, in the third hall, right? There's three halls, it's in the far hall. You don't want to get caught up in the long hallway where he's bearing down on you with it, with his AK, you would rather have him in that position, but you hear him shooting, you know, you can take risks, risk a little to save a little risk, a lot to save a lot. If there's a guy shooting up a school, you risk everything. You risk everything because everything is lost because you, you shouldn't, 
you shouldn't be able to deal with the outcome if you stood by and did nothing while innocent babies are getting shot to death. That's on. That's some fucking shit that you don't want to have to deal with. Okay? So you tactfully move. I hear him shooting. I know by where the shots are, he can't be between me and the corner of the hallway from where I'm running. And I know if I get to the corner, I have the whole line of sight down the hallway. So if he exits one of the classrooms, which I think he's probably in, then I can hit him when he comes out of the classroom. So you run, you bound, and you have your gun up, high ready, jogging, right? You're going there as fast as you can. You get to the corner, whether you pie the corner, whether you poke and and look out and punch out at the same time, whether you brace with your hand on the wall, holding your rifle, or you take a knee and do go boop around the corner, which is what I would like to do. Change up your, your line of sight there. Or, or change up your silhouette size and, and height. You give it a peek. You hear shooting. It's on the right side at the very end. You hear people screaming. What do you do? You have to know everything. You have to be prepared for that. You have to know, do I sit here, wait for him to come out? Do I rifle raise approach and try to get closer? Or do you sit out and do you pull a taser on the people whose babies are inside getting murdered? Do you see why I'm so fucking upset? Because there are guys that are volunteer firefighters that are going out and responding to calls to people they love, to their own family. I know guys who've responded to their own family. Let me just, let me, I'm being dead ass serious. I know personally multiple people who've responded to their own family members. They're, one of them probably not listening to this. He was on my, he used to be on my crew. Okay? I know very well. This is the level of evil here and the level of, of cowardice out there means that all the odds are against you. I train tactically to be in the woods like a version of Mac Vsog without the air assets and any resupply whatsoever. So if worst case happens, my mindset is low technology, small groups, which is more realistic, going out in the woods using cover and concealment, well, mainly concealment, right? Look in Russia and Ukraine's deal, the hunter-killer teams for the anti-tank rocket launchers, right? They go out of the wood line, hit a vehicle, escape back in the wood line and retreat. Doing something like that, but oh man, Mac Sog's up against regiments with an S. With, with all odds against them. 100% casualties, meaning everyone died or got a purple heart. One or the other. I think it was actually over 100%, which, hear me out, that means everyone, more than a few guys got multiple Purple Hearts. Does that make sense? But, but those guys, the thing about the bravery of those guys, they would run, I've heard stories they'd run with these men, and, and there'd be hardened combat vets. I mean, hard as fuck. I'm talking 173rd Airborne guys who, 
you know, Green Berets who have multiple tours who then go into Mac V Song and then they run a mission and they're like, yo, I can't do this again. I can't do it, right? And it's acceptable for them to say that, right? Because the level of fucking danger is why, is, is why people are afraid of it. That's why people are so fucking afraid of the guns and everything because that, they just, they don't, they don't understand they shut down. They have to disassociate with reality. Okay? So. The way you, you don't let that happen. Is you train yourself. To extremely high levels. Both mentally and physically. And you use the problem solving. Scenarios. Like think about. Like, uh, I, I used to play baseball. Right? And as a baseball player, I'm hoping a lot of you guys can relate because it's mostly men, mostly in the United States, right? It's, there's a method to my madness. I chose baseball because it's America's pastime, right? You're out there. How, do you, how are you good at, at your position in, on defense? You, you know the current exact situation of the game, how many balls and strikes, who's on what base, right? What inning we're in and the score, all that. And then on top of that, you know... At minimum, I'm talking bare minimum, if the ball comes to me, I'm doing this and I'm throwing it here, or right, like there's a runner here, so he's going to tag, or my arm, I have a laser arm, so I can throw him out and he's not going to see it coming, or whatever, right? You have like two or three things, maybe no, le- no more than like five, I'd say, of things that could happen, and then you're, you react immediately because you've trained to it so many times. And really, that's, that's a... Very similar as how it is tactically. People don't understand. All that the best levels of people, like of um, dangerous gigs, they do the basics extremely well. I wasn't in Delta Force, right? So I'm not the guy who can sit there and tell you how the you know the operator shoot house how it instilled doing the basics of pistol marksmanship because I don't I didn't fucking do that right I can speak in other areas and I can speak to you know like as being in as a medic uh, uh, an EMT if you will as uh, let's say like a ladder guy or like the jobs within there br- getting I say breaking and entering it's not it's just uh, getting in and out of buildings and structures and and situations right so how, do you, how are you the best at that? Well, you just kind of know all the different tools and techniques and then situations and how to employ them. Employ them. That's really all, about, all you have to do. So all, all truckies, like all firefighters are taught basic, you know, um, what is it called? Force, uh, shit, it's been so long. I'm, I'm out of it a little bit. Um, just using a halligan and an axe or a sledge Forced entry, right? There we go. Ta-da, I came up with the word. Every firefighter is taught forced entry. The thing that distinguishes Rescue One in New York City and Homeboy in rural Arizona on the volunteer crew is the guy who's the truck, or is the Rescue One guy is doing it all the time. He's practicing it all the time. He's getting the reps in. So he's done it so many times 
that it's just kind of like I'm in this scenario. You don't, you don't have to think about it. You go in, the hinges are on this side. I can see them. I see that bolt. Well, I see that head of a screw here. I see this head of a screw here. I know because it's this building of this age and this type, they use these kind of locks. And let's say like safety bars at this time. So, okay, so we'll saw a vertical line and we'll remove the safety bar. And if that doesn't work, we'll punch through the fucking the uh, hinges. Oh, the hinges are showing. So what does that mean? Uh, the door opens out to you. A guy who doesn't do that every day is like fucked up because the door opens the wrong way that he was expecting. And he like puts the wrong tool trying to force it with, a, you know, like Halligan. It's like, that's never going to work because he doesn't do the basics every day, right? Like that's, and that's, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm ragging on people. I'm just saying the, oh, that's the same difference in baseball. It's the difference between somebody who plays T-ball because they can't handle all of those different uh, scenarios and they haven't mastered the basics right of hand-eye coordination so that they can focus on the next scenarios so if you're sitting there and you're like and you're and you're let's say a cop right and you're you're second guessing yourself or or you're just pre-gaming like how would i even do that how would i respond to that how would i hold up would i be able to would i be able to go and go time i can tell you what the best possible thing you can do to get close is train yourself to a ridiculously high standard and and go through the motions enough to where you you immediately when you're running towards the sound of guns you your your gun comes up at the right time and you're not thinking about it it just presents right because you've trained so many times or when i do present i i immediately am in the right position. I'm not wiggling around or adjusting. It's just, it's there. So then that takes out variabilities, which means you're, you can focus on those critical, critical tasks because your mind, and here, the, here's the, the fun part, when it goes live, if you will, i.e. the dangerous life or death you're, you're bypassing your own thought process and your body is immediately going into fight or flight sort of um, focus mode, throwing everything else out the window. That's what they mean when they say um, tunnel vision. Yeah, it can literally be your body focusing in on that threat because that's the most dangerous thing and you have to face it and focus on it, which is why you naturally square up. People don't, like the old way of shooting sideways, like that works maybe if, if you're at way distance, but like, in a close-in deal, your body squares up and you stare like nobody's business directly at that threat. That's why another reason you shoot, train to shoot both eyes open. Because if you are focused in with tunnel vision, the last thing you want to do is have one fucking eye closed. That's way less vision, right? Situational awareness is key. So to even have the situational awareness, to put yourself at an advantage over other people... You have to train the basics to an extremely high level so that you can quite literally not focus on those basics, but focus on the higher level thinking tasks, coordination functions in which you have to complete in order to overcome odds extremely in your fucking favor. And with that, you guys, that's about all I have for this rant. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, Feel free to reach out to me, riskychrisky at protonmail.com. Follow me over on Instagram, risky underscore Krisky. 
as in risky, and then the little lower dash, Krisky. Okay? Um, I'm on Rumble as well, but really just follow the link tree that I have in the description, and it'll take you to all that. It'll give you all the options of what I'm putting out. So you all stay safe as always, and God bless. Thank you.